Hello and welcome to a special episode of Ask a Dude. About three months ago, on an Ask a Dude podcast, I read my list of what it is to be a good woman. At the end of that episode, Nick told us that he felt inspired to share his list of what it is to be a real man. Nick made his list and shared it with us during a recorded podcast sometime in May, roughly two months ago. We now refer to it as The List. The podcast is edited and ready to go, but we haven't yet launched it on Sacred Truths. So, why the long pause? The Ask a Dude series is a process for all of us involved. In many ways, this is new territory for us, and sometimes we are surprised by what we find. In this podcast, Nick and I discuss the process of making the list, sharing the list, receiving the list, and his reluctance or hesitation to share the list publicly. This is Sacred Truths with Emmy Gray. Just our dude, Nick Ortson. Hi, Nick. Hey, howdy, folks. Great to be here. Nick, thanks for joining me today. This is kind of a special Ask a Dude podcast because the last podcast we launched, I read my complete list of what it is to be a good woman. And then we responded to that. And one of the things you said in that podcast, which was now quite a few weeks, maybe even months ago, is you felt inspired to create your own list of what it is to be a real man, and that you wanted to explore that on Ask a Dude and share it on the next Ask a Dude. So I would like listeners to know that we actually did that as a group, the three women Heather, Deborah, and myself, uh, with Nick, he read his complete list. You read your complete list, Nick. And then we, there was a long moment of silence afterwards, and we responded to it. It was a very potent list. What's happened, though, is um, you were feeling very hesitant about launching that list publicly, And you and I have had a lot of discussions about the process that you're going through, having created the list, having read it out loud to the three of us. And it would be really important today, I think, maybe we can talk about this process that you're still going through as much as you feel comfortable with that. Yeah, sure. It's... uh, It's... It's been um, startling on a lot of levels and unnerving feeling this reaction that I had to the to reading that list and, and the idea of it being public, uh, having my name connected to it, and having it be public forever. You know, that's really how we have to think about things like this, even even if... 
at some point we took it down, you know, for some reason. We have to assume that it would be on the internet forever. Right. So that's how I think about it. And, and when it came to actually saying that to myself, saying, okay, Nick, now if this is going to go out on the internet forever with my name on it, connected to the, the that set of ideas or that list, I, I, I really hit a wall in my own mind. And, and um, I felt such an intense sense of dread about that proposition, about putting it out there, just this pit of my stomach feeling that I, I felt like I needed to acknowledge that and not force it as, as much as I want to, well, let's see, as much as part of me wants to get it out there, there's a significant other part of me that is really having a strong negative reaction to this idea because it feels, it feels so permanent. Like there's no undo. <laughs> there's no, like, I can't go, Oh yeah, we'll put it out there and kind of see how it feels. And if it's a month or two goes by, you know, kind of, maybe I'll just, if I'm still uncomfortable, we'll take it down. That's not really how the internet works. So that's kind of where, where I've ended up with it. So Nick, if I can interject when you, before you read your list, you qualified it with something like, uh, these are the things that I was programmed to believe. Many of them I rejected right off the bat. Some of them I learned to reject, and others I didn't even realize I was doing till much later in my life. So we're under the impression that you don't operate by this list anymore. And does that not free you? Well, I felt like I really thought through that frame really carefully when I was saying it to, to make sure that that part of it was really clear. Like we've talked about a couple times, this is like a, something I can tune into and listen to. And also it's something that is actually making a, an ongoing commentary kind of on my life. Like, as I'm doing things, this voice is saying, oh, well, you should do this and you should do that and this and that and this and that. So it's it's definitely something that I experience as being in me, but not controlling me. And that frame was, was accurate. You know, that there are things that were rejected right away, things that took some work, things that I didn't even know was happening. So... I can't think of a clearer way to say it than that. And so I'm, that isn't the problem or some version of that. I mean, it's possible that it would be really easy for snippets of this to be taken out of context for sure. But that ship has kind of sailed already as far as this project like I feel like we've we've covered all kinds of things where things I've said or could be taken out of context or things that any of us said could be taken out of context and really put 
not misinterpreted, but could be put taken out of context and, and the meaning would be completely the opposite of what we were saying easily. Many of the things, the whole thing, really. So checking in, I don't think that's it. And I feel like taking things out of context, you know, if something either intentionally or accidentally does that and there's some problem with it, well, it feels like that's so far out of my control that that's just a a risk of the job. You know, this is not risk-free what we're doing. None of it. And so this is an explosive topic, potentially. This is a topic that there are people out in the world who are intentionally distorting reality for different narratives. There's people who are saying that they're looking for the truth and they're, they're not. They're, as far as I can tell, intentionally lying about these things. And so when I check in and feel this feeling, that's not it. I don't think. I mean, there's fear there, but that's fear I can work with. Something else going on here. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. When I think about the list, I know Deborah commented and said that's a monstrous list. And we talked about the list, the, the three women and concluded that it was a life-destroying list. And I think we were all in agreement on that. So it is a dark list. But what I would like to add is that, for me personally, the list answered so many questions. I think several of us said something like this. We've met men who operate from many of the things on that list. It answered a lot of questions about mysteries of my past. And I think as Deborah said, it explained a lot of history. It explains what's going on today. It explains so much. And it has, as nasty as it was, it's so much better understanding than being in mystery, for me personally. So I do want to say that it, it's a positive thing. And even today, when I'm out and about, and I'm watching men in my life, and I say, oh, he's operating from that on the list. I get it. I see it. And I actually have a little more compassion because I understand that it comes from some place that is almost out of our control initially. It's somehow downloaded, like my list was downloaded to me. And uh, as you said, I still hear my list in my head, like, oh, Emmy, mm -mm. there's some, some voice telling me I need to stay with my list. And so it's active within me today, as I imagine perhaps yours is. So it does help me understand. It does help me have compassion. I think, though, the biggest piece of it is, oh, the mystery, the veil around the mystery has been lifted, and I see it. 
Wow. Just listening to you talk about it and talk about that day and that experience and then what's happened since and all that. I'm just, I'm just thinking, oh, this has to get out there. This list has to get out there somehow. And it just really increased my desire to work through whatever this is and, and get this out there. And I think that's been a theme of Ask a Dude was that we did go into some really dark places the whole time, really. And even kind of covered parts of the list, even though we didn't say it was the list. We were referencing it. We hadn't even made it yet, <laughs> but we were referencing it. And I'm sure we were talking about behavior that was list driven and so that was a lot of the experience was was going to somewhere dark and, and then feeling the exactly what you described the relief of knowing the truth that the truth has this essence to it that's nourishing even though the content of that truth is dark and scary and really hard to look at as i've been working through whatever's going on with me around it, I thought, oh, well, maybe I should go through and think about maybe if I could edit it a little bit, maybe it would help. And then we could at least get it out there. But then I thought, oh, no, we can't do that. Or I can't do that. There's a fidelity in what we did that feels really important to me that whatever the list was is, is that's it. That's the list. And so I kind of bounced around in that space a little bit too. of thinking about, well, would it help to edit it? Maybe, you know, are there some things in there that I'm just not ready to share later or something? And I thought, nope, I can't do that either. <laughs> Is it part of the, um, let me think how to say this. Is it part of like the dark sacredness of the list is you never reveal it? Is are you wrestling with that maybe? Well, yes, and and that's you know, we've talked about that too. That one of the things about not just the list, but any conversation about shadow masculinity or the dark masculine, that's one of the the rules is that you never talk about it. That you 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 don't ever explicitly talk about any of this, any of the things we've talked about in this podcast ever. And you don't even talk about it with yourself. Like it's not even an internal conversation or something where you're sitting there keeping it some kind of secret or something. Like it's just black. It's in shadow completely. <laughs> so I can feel that when I check in, I can feel that alarm bell going off. The I'm going to get in trouble for talking about this. There's going to be some kind of consequences and they're not going to be good. But I felt that the entire time. The whole time we've been doing this, that alarm bell has been going off because that's what we've been doing is, is, is revealing, shedding light on these things, these shadow elements of masculinity that as I experience it, I've been aware of that and I, I haven't forced it, but I've 
I felt that alarm going off and said, well, that's just what we're doing here. That's part of this. And if it is a real risk or a perceived risk or possible consequences, or it's all made up in my head, well, I don't know, but it's a risk. If there is a risk, I'm willing to take it. So that's not it. Ah! Ah! I'd be crazy. The only thing I can think of or feel, you know, if I'm checking in and trying to figure out where this is, because it's in my stomach. My stomach is telling me, no, don't do it. (laughs) It's this pit in my stomach. It's, It's a feeling that some things are just too dark to share. It's just too awful. And I, I really hope that that is navigable. That this, whatever this thing that's coming up or this block that I've hit, I really hope it's navigable. I I hope we can get this out there for all, all these reasons. You know, if if I'm hitting this incredible wall around sharing it, well, that means there's, there's an enormous amount of energy around it. It makes it even more important to share it somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I'm not here to convince you to launch it. I'm not here to persuade you. Nothing like that. I'm really interested in the process. And I want to say, I speak for myself, but I may be speaking for Heather and Deborah too. I'm not sure any of it was surprising to us. Wow. Because we have encountered that from men. Everything on your list, I've encountered somewhere, even if it was only once. Many of the things on your list, I've encountered over and over and over. And it is the thing that women bang their heads against the wall. Like, what? is that what is it with men we get together and we say what is it with men and if i can point to the list and say oh he's operating from number 17 on the list okay we're start we can get somewhere maybe i don't understand how they're operating from that but it suddenly i have witnessed every single one of the things on your list I have experienced with a man in my lifetime. Wow. So not shocking, I think, to most women. Wow. And I think you did mention that, or you, you've said something along those lines. And I think everyone has said something along those lines, kind of all the way through this whole thing, this whole series. It's been a where there was a, an awareness that there was something and there was an energy signature around that something. And there was behavior that was really puzzling and also hurtful. But also, like, what is happening? You know, this black box of an event and then this mystery box and then an, a, a behavior that's just like, how did that get to that? What is happening here? <laughs> if I'm describing it right. Yes, very well. And I think for women, I can only speak for myself, when you read your list, 
I think the most difficult part for us, for me, is, okay, that that lines up with that behavior that I've witnessed or experienced, but how does someone operate from there? What is that? And what does that feel like? Because it is life-destroying. Everything on your list was determined to destroy life. And I feel like one of the things Heather mentioned, I believe, was everything on my list was geared toward acceptance. Do you accept me? Do you love me? Subservience. Very, very different. Which one can still say, gosh, how do you operate from that? But your list was just oh, what an awful place to operate from. What an awful thing to carry around and then act upon. Ooh, let's destroy life is pretty much the motto. Yeah, it was stomach turning and it's turned my stomach listening to it again. So anyway, this whole conversation is really motivating me to, to respectfully sort through this. Somehow, I get this out there. This is Sacred Truths with Emmy Graham, with music by Lemon Music Studio from Pixabay. This concludes the first part of a special episode of Ask a Dude with Emmy and Nick. Please join us for the second part. Please visit our website at sacred-truths.com. Thank you for listening.